survivors and welcome to a moment of relief the first day spray show where we can talk about whatever we want and in this episode we're going to be talking about ourselves but also talking about resident evil my name is Sai, and joining me on this episode is steve hola hello everybody <laughs> it's kelsey yo yo and uh yeah so when this episode drops for the public it will be on our fifth anniversary as a podcast so we thought we would uh celebrate with a little bit of uh just a discussion about first aid spray, but also, yeah, Resident Evil, where it was when we started, where it is now, because Kelsey, as you said before we start recording, it might be the craziest five years Resident Evil has had, or it's certainly up there. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about comparing that and talking about the future. Um, for a little bit of context for those five years, just to dial it back a little bit, uh, what have we had in the last five years? Uh, Death Island, Remake 4, obviously, uh, Village and its DLC, 7 and its DLC, Remake 3, Remake 2, Infinite Darkness, most of the Infinite Darkness comic book as well, uh, R-Reverse, Resistance, am I missing anything? <laughs> Netflix series, Welcome Netflix, to Raccoon yeah. City. Yeah, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely crazy list of things for the last five years. When we Free started, games. Yeah, 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 yeah or, or thereabouts. Um, yeah. When we started the show in November of 2018, uh, the second episode, of, the first episode we ever did was just talking about our history with Resident Evil and just kind of as a way for us to get to know each other and get comfortable talking to each other. But then our second episode was previewing Remake 2. And uh, it was all about the hype for that. And that, obviously not the first game in the RE engine, but really early on into. So we, we've kind of been through that whole period. Um, Steve... What are your general sort of thoughts about this last five years of Resident Evil, where it slots in with the grand 25 years? Busy. B busy. Very, very busy. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like narratively, in, in, in the big overall massive scope, you know, uh, we've moved, what, two main entries forward, but then there's everything else. Mm. Everything else. A lot of it looking back. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing how much uh, strength and nostalgia has had in these past five years and yet the technology obviously the RE engine and the like has been pushing forward a plum um, and yet still we can't quite get those anniversary games can we like, God, <laughs> we've been asking about for, things. for the whole five years you know yeah well I mean we, we get um, you know your RE versus and uh, your umbrella cause uh, it's on that side, rough. Everything else, fantastic. Mm. Like, really, even if you don't like the remakes, you've still got Village of Seven, you've still got Infinite Darkness, you've got the movies. You've now had your franchise Avengers moment, even yeah. if it was a bit of a wet squib. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, me personally, as someone who just likes all of these things, I, I'm, I'm laughing. But I know there's many different facets to how people react to it. But overall, I think Capcom are laughing because they're just taking all the money to the back, aren't they? Like... Idiots like me will buy everything, but yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing that comes up a lot, obviously, is that oh, you know, Capcom, you're leaving money on the table by not doing X, Y, Z. The classic collection being one of them. But do they mm. need any more money? <laughs> you know, we talk about it. We talked about it several times over the course of the show, watching the sales figures grow for the last bunch of games. You know, and some of the more recent entries are now some of the best-selling entries that Resident Evil had. So. 
it's an interesting conversation about do you know when it comes to comic books and stuff they talk about like golden age and silver age and stuff like i don't know if you would call this the golden age because you there, I, th- I think you might have to go back to the beginning for that i think that's probably still and yeah up to re4 in re4 included i should say because mm. obviously that's a mm. big important thing this is a very least a very strong silver age kelsey wouldn't you agree yeah yeah it's funny because although we're saying five years i think if we stretch a little bit and i think we should include re7 which was sure. so that's that's like six it's basically borderline but that like i think back to when that game was coming out I was in a very weird place with Resident Evil and obviously being a huge fan back in the day and then that just kind of waning and waning and waning coming off of like RE6 and stuff like that. And then I remember being so kind of going into RE7 with a not like a cynical view, Mm. um, but I, I, I knew going in that it was like, oh, new characters and new settings and stuff, which had had my backup to begin with. But I knew that it was going back to the horror style. And so I was like all in for that. But to think, to have gone from that point, because I remember playing it for the first time, to, and then to tick off everything like you've listed that we've had since then, it's absolutely a silver age because it's just been, it's been something, it, w- at least one or two things every year, sometimes yep. more, more yeah. Resident Evil stuff in that period of time than we have ever had. And we're talking about Capcom, like we always say it, like they're they're in such a strong position. And despite, you know, issues and some ups and downs, it's been broadly an incredible level of quality that they've maintained. And nobody else has, no one has done that. No one else has Mm. done that, that I can think of to, to release that much stuff and maintain broadly that level of quality. And it's just so cool for me to think that I was going to say bookended like my fandom with Resident Evil, but it's still going. There's still plenty to come in the future. But to yeah, to go from um, absolutely loving the series and then drifting away from it and feeling like it was just not what I wanted it to be to for the most part being sort of just brought right back and loving it more than ever before. And these past five years are yeah the reason for that. Yeah, yeah. I I think honestly, I don't even know if there's a conversation for the most successful third party company right now within the those five or six years if you said like i don't know who else could possibly compete with that output because it's not just quantity it is quality and it's not just resident evil and i know there are obviously mm, capcom yeah. have got so many franchises they can't give them all that much time you can insert your complaints about dino crisis mega man i don't think there's been much going on with phoenix right in the last five years but Street Fighter is still strong. Monster Hunter, huge. Devil May Cry Five seems like a big success. I don't know, not don't know much about the franchise. No, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, it seemed like totally it, is, yeah. yeah, it went down well. You know, so they are firing on multiple cylinders, uh, and yeah, importantly, quantity and quality. Largely speaking, it's I'm the same with you. I came in, I sort of my Resident Evil fandom certainly dipped for a little while, and I came back in at Resident Evil Seven. Not necessarily cynically, but I really didn't know what to expect. I kind of stayed away from the hype cycle and didn't really know what was going on until the last minute. And then I just kind of on a whim was like, I'm going to get it. I enjoyed Revelations 2. I was like, this is one of the best Resi games we've had for a long time. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take the risk. It feels silly to say now, but (laughs) RE7 felt like such a departure. It was like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. And I got it day one. And what a genius decision to... 
obviously reset everything was huge and important and needed to be done but more than that the fact they followed it up with a long requested remake of resident evil 2 which went the other mm-hmm. direction and was like here's all the stuff you familiar you're familiar with here's a bunch of stuff you know you've got resident evil 7 completely new territory but also here's a remake and that obviously has has been kind of a thing moving forward as much as i would like more new entries and new stories that push the narrative forward in the last five years Two new games is pretty good considering the current climate and how long it takes to make these things, even amongst everything else they do. Um, Steve, when it comes to remake two, do you think that, that was like? Oh, and so, what's the happy version of nail in the coffin? Was that they they really <laughs> unfurled the flag at the top of the flagpole by that point and were like, "We're coming for you, everyone else." <laughs> I'm just uh, trying to. Happy version of Nail in the Coffin. <laughs> Taking the last nail out of the coffin. Oh, yeah. They removed the nail. Was, yeah, they, yeah, they've, they've, they've uh, you know, they, the, the coffin is RE6, and yeah. RE7 is opening the window, and Remake 2 is the air freshener. <laughs> RE2 is digging <laughs> out of the. You know, um, yeah, they, they released opened some a can air of freshener as well, didn't they, in the last <laughs> few years? <laughs> yes, uh, those candles. Uh, I think. Realistically, now uh, the remake train, wh- whether we want it to stop or not, mm. it's it's here to stay, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I mean, it it says that it's opened the industry forward to it in a somewhat, I would dare say, scary degree. You know, we've got the likes of remakes of uh, Dead Space and the original Last of Us, and then you've got more of your more niche things like the stuff that Night Dive do, uh, M2. You've got the Konami collections, you know, but I think the Silent Hill 2 remake is probably their effort in akin to this. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's not quite as big, I would say, as like RE4's third-person shooter renovation, but it feels like them making such a high-quality remake has basically done that kind of thing for, I don't know, that part of the industry, mm-hmm. if yeah. that makes any sense. Not to pat Capcom too hard on the back, you know, it's you re-released an old game from 98, well done. <laughs> Just happened to be... Really, really, really polished, well done, and brought up to spec with modern age without without compromising too much. You know, excluding narrative changes. I know, I know, we're all law fans. Okay, I know things have changed. I know the police station's date has changed. Uh, I, I know certain, I know certain voice actors and actresses are beloved and not present. You know, I get that. But overall, at the package of renovating something from 1998 to the current day, it's like the blueprint, mm. and. Yeah, no. I, 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 I would say that yeah, the, the aerosol has done its job. It's cleared the stink away of RE6. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't hate yes. RE6 that much. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Like, I mean, I can say now that um, next year we're probably going to revisit Resident Evil 2 for a podcast five years on and see how we feel about it with the context that we're talking about now and stuff like that. And obviously we've had new members of the panel join First Aid Spray since that episode four where we reviewed Resident Evil 2 Remake. So I'm excited to get back into that, certainly. But I don't know, it was such an interesting time because I've obviously been through a journey with it, with with Remake 2 and all the mixed feelings that have come with what happens when you remake, not just a classic, but my favourite game of all time. Um, But that might be, at least when it comes to the modern era, the biggest Resident Evil has ever been. Like, it was everywhere. It was all over social media. Everyone was streaming it on Twitch. Mr. X this, X gonna give it to you that. It was... Yeah, what a yeah, massive statement for the future, which largely I would say they've maintained that quality. Kelsey, would you agree? 
Yeah, I. I, I think it's agree. always like, going to probably be the one that everyone goes. This is the gold star, but like that's yeah. the bar to beat. Yeah, mm. yeah, completely. And like I, can, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to in the future talking more about remake too because it, when it came out, it was one of those games that you know when you buy a game and you get like well basically butterflies in your stomach that's (laughs) what i had with that game and there's not been many of those in recent times um and for them i would actually say like even when village came out do you remember the whole thing with lady d like took over the internet very fair as well very fair and they yeah it resident evil has been everywhere it's it's i think when we did the alien isolation podcast i said it was games like that and remake 2 and these resident evil games that have helped bring the horror genre back to popularity because it was in gaming was in a weird place action games and call of duty were and destiny were all the popular things horror is now back and indie horror mm. it's all the yeah. all the twitch streamers are all over it and yeah resident evil 2 is a big part of that and they've kept up the quality through village you know and yeah it's ups and downs whatever you think about it just as a from a broad sense the quality is incredibly high and then to end up with remake 4 which we were all I, in a weird way, like I was more nervous about that than I was Remake Two. I was so excited for mm. Remake Two. I was like, "How are they going to pull off?" For right. Because you know yeah. the casual gamer and stuff like this, and how popular it is. And I think they smashed it. And they, yeah, they've just. We said, "Don't pat them on the back too hard," but it's unbelievable what they've done in the past five years, and to keep that quality up, and for it to constantly be over the internet and to be among the conversation. It's Resident Evil is one of those things that it it definitely the casual is probably more aware of it than ever before because yeah. of these last few years and yeah, yeah. and the, the and if the the quality was terrible you know we <laughs> probably wouldn't be in that situation mm. so yeah they, they've maintained it i'm not going to say you know the <laughs> the obvious but there's those moments where they dropped the ball but you know i think when it comes to the actual main output of those remakes and the main games so difficult to criticize it any any criticism is like personal taste oh i prefer this and prefer that but as video games Mm. and like steve said it's changed like the way the industry is working and like with nostalgia Mm. and remakes because they've seen the success that can be had so yeah it is interesting yeah when it comes to the casual thing i might have told this story before so i apologize i one of my oldest friends old school friend not into horror whatsoever they will readily admit that um, don't think they've well I'm certain they've never played a Resident Evil before they've seen some being played RE4 they were, they were the person that suggested to one of my other friends oh, maybe you should chuck that character in the bin oh it works she gets in the dumpster and she's safe uh, yeah. and that was something that we hadn't tried up to that point um, so they always take ownership of that but they've never really gone into it because it's not really their thing they saw the marketing for Village and they were like should I get this yeah. Was, my advice of course was no you need to yes. play resident evil 7 first actually well, <laughs> yeah. you need to do it you need to do no. it properly yeah. yeah yeah i was like i don't know if you would enjoy it anyway because it's i don't know it's not out yet i might be judging my art going off re7 that was a scary game um so see how you feel about re7 first um but that's that's a whole other thing but yeah like mm. it really penetrated um parts of the audience and you know gamersphere and just general population uh, with Village, for sure, for sure. Uh, you mentioned about, you know, it's not all been good, but let's talk about the good stuff, we'll get to the bad stuff. In terms of, like, highlights from the last five years, uh, Steve, 
what has been some of the best you know highlights of Resident Evil in the last five years for you I, you know you can pick all the obvious ones if you want but I mean like if, if we can in RE7 as well I just want to yeah, like, sure. piggyback off what Kel said about indie, indie games right and particularly horror games at that time we were like in the shadow of PT had ceased to exist mm. and most indie games were dominating the horror scene, but they were unfortunately of a very similar same genre where you're a war... I don't like using the term, but walking simulator where there's jump scares, yeah. and all you could do is either hide, like your Outlasts, or die, like your Slender games, generally speaking. <laughs> right. right. And then RE7 comes back and goes, actually, what if you could just shoot them? They don't die, but you could shoot them, like your Jack Bakers and your Tyrants, and it somehow revitalise the genre... <laughs> for the survival horror scene uh, so RE7 was a good one uh, you know, <laughs> as, as someone who likes horror games in general being able to enjoy one again because I'm one of those people who just couldn't get on with amnesia and seeing it become the you know the, the Cirque du Jour the, 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 big, the big one the big shot in the, in the, in the circus yeah, not fun and then obviously seeing them nail RE2 like yeah th th that was unexpected hell the E3 announcement like I think uh, me, me and Sai have been casually talking on social media at the time. The E3 announcement, like, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a PlayStation? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, it's Leon. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, something to that effect. It was, it was, it was hype times. Just the run up to RE2, and then sticking the landing. You know, having a sleepless night with James, being scared of someone walking their dog outside my house from footfalls of the tyrant. That kind of resonance doesn't go away. Yes. You know, and and, and that. That will stay with me in the best possible way, mm. but I don't want to talk about everything else because then then no one else gets some fun stuff to say. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, our sort of like remake too, obviously. And again, we will talk about this next year, but hugely important for us as a show because certainly the hype for that was part of the impetus that first day's break even happened and you and i that video is now unlisted unfortunately on my channel but the it's fine. yeah the, the it's, it's like a proto episode of first day's break it's like episode zero of us green just, herb yeah sure let's go with that um of us yeah talking about how we felt about the reveal and stuff like that looking forward to it and it was kind of like the beginning of what would become first day's break so that's interesting seven for me I'll never, yeah, that that first experience of playing 7 is just is impossible to forget. There aren't many games that have filled me with dread in the way that that game has done. Um, there are parts of Village and parts of playing Remake 1 when I was younger and stuff like that. But that was such a huge moment, as you say, for horror gaming, which had kind of been... I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say lying low, but it was it was in a weird place, and it needed jump scares and naff. That was yeah. It. It's it felt a little bit like it had kind of developed itself into a corner, um, and yeah, then then Resident Evil did the Resident Evil thing, came along, gave it a shotgun, and said, "Fight your way out of that corner." I mm. guess. Um, Kelsey, what are the highlights for you from the last few years? Um, I th I do hate just saying remakes, but yeah, this, remake two was huge, and remake four was hugely surprising. You know, with what because of mm. where I stood on remake four, so I have to shout them out. Um, yeah, but I um, yeah, like I mentioned the the getting the butterflies in my stomach of picking up uh, remake two. Like I I won't forget it. And that being said, like that's kind of is all the obvious stuff, and for me. It is weird to think about how, and this maybe kind of, kind of ties into what we might talk about in a minute, but when, so when RE3 Remake came out is 
just before then is when I discovered first aid spray, maybe a couple of months before. And <laughs> obviously then the world went to absolute shit. Yeah. like as it came out and it released and I just have that period of time kind of ingrained in my mind of everything going upside down not knowing what the hell was going on but that game and I was like I remember I didn't really buy digital games but I bought RE3 digital digitally because I wasn't sure if the postman was going to be able to deliver the physical copy weird to say now isn't it but yeah 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 um so yeah, that, and then it turned out being. I know people have their thoughts about RE3, but I love it, and it, I I loved every second of it, and yeah, that was such a big highlight, and such a it has holds sort of a weird place in my memory, but definitely a highlight. Mm. And then I guess less obviously, I think we have to shout out things that maybe caught off, caught us off guard, and I think Lance Reddick's one of them, giving us like a Wesker maybe we didn't even know that we wanted, and in that mm. weird TV show. I, like unanimously, I think everybody who watched it, you know, anybody with a sane mind came out of it saying he was incredible in that. And then to think about where we are now is kind of really sad. But yeah. that was such a big highlight as well because I loved watching him and I loved that part, loved his place in that show. And I really loved Welcome to Raccoon City as well. So yeah. I'm calling that a highlight for me. Like, you know, crazy, weird, stupid film, but with loads of winks to the fans. Give mm. it to me all day long. And yeah, it's just on and on. Like the baby in Village as well. Like we talk about <laughs> oh, horror no. moments. It's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was a, I have to stop playing this game yeah. for a while now. It's just, there's so many highlights. And we, we keep joking about the lowlights, the good outweighs the bad oh absolutely by far yeah 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 for sure i'm glad that you've uh given the time to talk about some of those ones that might otherwise through other avenues be you know the the, the thing that gets kicked around the badly beaten ball that's been kicked around way too much at this point i remember yeah. actually when remake 3 came out i had a friend of mine message and be like how does it compare to remake 2 and i was you know i was midway through the game at that point and i was like parts of it might be better and yeah. uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I was having a great time, obviously, playing it at the time. And the way that it plays yeah. is it's just such a great little it's game to right. play. Yeah, it's a fun yeah. game to go back to over and over again. And I think I've said before, it's out of the remakes, it's probably the one that I've played the most because it is just nice to jump into and mess around with. And it's, yeah, it's just a good, fun action game. And yeah. similarly, with Welcome to Raccoon City, I've watched it a few times and I enjoy it as much if not more every time and it's going to be a film that i won't watch regularly but every few years i'll go back to it certainly way more than i will the other flicks that we've had including most of the cgi movies um and i enjoyed that for what it's worth as well in in a kind of like dumb fun sort of way in the same way that i really did enjoy parts of death island i had a good time it felt sort of yeah it's kind of stupid but i don't know it was sort of refreshing after some of the stuff that we'd had at that point um so yeah but let's yeah we're gonna obviously talk a little bit about some of the negatives and stuff from the last few years um and not to pick the obvious one but kelsey you did say obviously weird to think about with lance reddick and what a great sort of i'd like to say warm welcome that the community generally gave him i just say i didn't see any negative stuff and it's really sad what happened unfortunately you know not the only death that we've had in the resident evil community over the last few years paul haddad Mm. um in the last few years as well and some other voice actors along the way i'm not gonna sit here and name all of them because potentially i would forget them but 
you know, it's always sad when we have to do that part of the news. Um, but that that is unfortunately, those are some of the things that I that part of doing first aid spray. And it sounds stupid, but like those are the parts I don't enjoy about doing first aid spray when we have to cover stuff like that. That really sucks. But otherwise, it is good fun to make fun of our reverse, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that is probably just like- the low light of the series. One of the low lights of the series. Steve, go ahead. Uh, it's you know it's the weapon to surpass Umbrella Corps. Like, yeah. Uh, the, the the worst part is like I mean we did lots of things. You know, I, you know Kels did like this in a really nice video talking about the potential of our reverse right and got me thinking oh yeah actually my pretty good. <laughs> and then and, and and then you know that virtue that I I had cultured and and nurtured one game mode. <laughs> Three God maps. knows how many flipping wolf, ma- hound wolf characters, <laughs> yeah. and uh, just oh, you can you know when you, you know when you like you're cooking something, you can tell it's not thoroughly thoroughly cooked through. That, that kind of vibe from yeah. this thing. It's like a half baked project that wasn't finished, mm-hmm. and then you know, what is not long after Ari versus release, you see that Neobards are working on something else for Konami. I get the feeling they just kind of shoved this one out the door, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. That that that's just my thoughts on it. That's probably the the, the low light for me. Like obviously it. it it sucks about how you know many voice actors, Paul Haddad and Lance Reddick included, passed away. I think, to be honest with you, the only other thing that really annoyed me, and this is more of a community thing later on, was the way that some people would go straight into racial attacks. Like that's yes. the kind of thing that probably <laughs> me off the most. Sorry, um, out of anything in Resident Evil related, and it's the it's community overreactions to nonsense like that. That's just no, that's not cool. Um, I don't mean to bring the mood down. No, so, no, completely uh, fair. Know, uh, let's just riff on Hound Wolf Squad again. Oh yes, <laughs> many goggled men with assault rifles and drones, and about as much personality as this wall. Mm. Yeah, which to be fair though, to bring it full circle, like some of the community, unfortunately, <laughs> you know the people who. Yeah, there is unfortunately in the last few years it's felt like we've had a lot of sort of bad egg sort of things when it comes to the Resident Evil community with people that, yeah, I mean, bad egg is not a fair descriptor for the people that go out of their way to verbally abuse um, actors and stuff on social media. It's just 100% absolutely awful. But also, just a lot of the like hot take isn't this terrible. I know that we just ragged on our reverse, so it's sort of like, <laughs> you know, pot kettle and all that. But, the, you know, the clickbait stuff, unfortunately, feels like we're in a, a bit of a slog through that right now. But turn that off. Go play Remake 4 because uh, I didn't point out in the highlights, but I'm with you, Kels, in the terms of uh, that should have been a complete failure. Like, how do you remake one of the most important games of all time? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, smashed it out of the park. So the highlights largely overshadow the lights. Kelsey, any more sort of downer moments? No, not really. I mean, it's to say, like, I, it's funny because if if a game or something or a movie comes out that I really dislike or hate, I'm ge- I'm generally very good at moving on with my life. I'd rather just talk about stuff I enjoy. Yeah, our reverse was an exception, but I think it's one of the only times where I felt personally insulted <laughs> by the developers, <laughs> and that was just because, as I said on our review, I was really cheerleading that game and saying, mm. "Come on, let's rally behind this," and then. Yeah, they delivered, they, or they or didn't deliver, you know, what they did. And uh, so that's why it was fun, you know, to to have a go at it. But yeah, just community stuff. I mean, yeah, all that nonsense. I think, uh, I do think, and this is something I've mentioned before, Capcom 
if anyone from Capcom is listening or watching, a better job needs to be done from the top down to basically call that stuff out. I've seen it in other franchises and fandoms, Star Wars and other things like that. <clears throat> Prominent people involved with the creation of these things will come out and just kind of call it out and say, no, mm. that's not welcome. Haven't really seen that with Resident Evil, which is a bit of a shame from, you know, the top. Right. I don't know why, but yeah, I think doing it's, that would help. Um, but yeah, I don't want to dwell on those people too it's much. A it's a weird one because yeah. obviously Resident Evil is a Japanese thing. Yes. So when it comes to My, sort of like the Western community, but, but yeah. I don't disagree with you, certainly. I think they probably deal with some stuff on the down low a little bit, but I do yeah. agree sometimes it is worth being like... When it comes to like you know slinging insults at actors and sorry, but well, AI the... AI mods to replace voice <clears throat> actors you don't like stupid stuff like that that needs to be yeah. really publicly stamped out. Yeah, I think I think if if because tr- tr- trolls online are one thing and generally it can be sort of just you know breezed past, but when it's so bad that people who have joined the franchise and I'm talking about actors and voice actors you know with the movies and games or whatever that they remove themselves from the community it's like okay so this is a problem here this is not one or two trolls online this is just you know a wave of people that need shutting up so yes just a little bit more work from Capcom on that side would be appreciated Um, I also understand it's very difficult but yeah that's just what I think about it I mean it's interesting talking about the topic of voice actors, though. Like that's one of the good things about the community, in in some regard, because like you know that they are a lot of them are more involved with like you know not only our podcast, yes. they're a bit more like homely. But you know yeah. they they talk with lots of um, fans, lots of podcasts, lots of content creators, and you know they are a lot more involved. I feel like you know, but, I yeah. mean, you've got you've got like, the likes of like big casts at like comic cons and conventions, but then you've got people doing literal streams with each other. Yeah. That's uh, a lot more involved and on that on that note you know for all the flack that i've just like basically railed at the community for being this that and the other there are plenty of people in the community who are much more grateful kind and gracious yeah for sure and that 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 that, that, that warms my heart a little bit you know although i'm more of a fan of the fan arts of anything that's silly at the moment that's just the way i roll (laughs) i'm glad (laughs) that yeah we should i know you know we have kind of like been like oh these people suck but yeah you're right we should uh you know at least touch on Within the last five years, especially, you know, being part of First Aid Spray, it's been really nice to connect with so many people. Um, you know, people that have come on and guested, obviously shout out to everyone that's been a guest on the show and given their time to us. And, you know, we've developed multiple friendships with these people and talk to them at a regular basis. Um, but also just in general, not people that we've necessarily worked with, but people that we've all gotten to know through the community. And uh, yeah, it just it, it's nice to have those, whether it's people that you knew about before or someone else that's come along and you're like, this is cool, this person's nice, or this person has created all, you know this awesome piece of art and stuff like that. That stuff's obviously mm. great. Obviously, if you follow us on Twitter, um, not that I like to go on such a held site as much these days, but if you see us doing stuff is usually i like to retweet um you know creations and artwork and stuff that people have done that stuff's always always good to see it's one of the best parts of any fandom is just seeing people sort of creating art cosplay pod other podcasts that you know that we've all affiliated with and stuff like that and largely speaking the willingness for all these little resident evil brands to collaborate with each other i'll talk to people that have no idea about such a thing and be like 
oh yeah, we're doing a thing with another Resident Evil podcast. And they're like, there's another Resident Evil podcast? I'm like, let me tell you how many Resident Evil podcasts <laughs> there are. <Yeah. laughs> it's a whole, we haven't, you know, we didn't invent this. This is a yeah. whole market. Right this there. week, there is <laughs> 7,478. <laughs> Next week, 14,742. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the the, the community is an ever evolving beast, certainly, and it's uh, it's been nice to become a part of that, which I guess nicely brings us round to first aid spray and how it's somehow been five years since we recorded the first episode, where and I've told some of the story before, where I was just like, Steve, want to do a podcast? And you were like, okay, cool, <laughs> and we just Bye. yeah, and we just kind of did it, and now we're still doing it. Um, overworking ourselves to the bone with the amount of shows that we do at this point but it's been a ridiculous ride when I think about I can remember, my memory's terrible you all know this if you're a First Days Very fan I can remember recording that first episode and how weird it was sitting in the bedroom in the place that I used to live uh, with my old MacBook I guess and a voice conversation of all these people that had barely spoken to each other if not ever spoken to each other it's like we're just going to record and see what happens um, and obviously, we you know there's an episode out there where most of us have met in person um, for our fourth anniversary. To get to that point, it's really cool. And we've got another year under our belt. We're halfway to a decade of first aid spray. And considering the first five years, right, the first five years have <laughs> flown by. Steve was making a face for audio listeners. Uh, it's, yeah, we're going to get to that, you know, another five years before too long and you know what I feel like I'm rambling away and there's just so many aspects that I could talk about but for five years there's still so we barely scratched the surface I feel like there's so much that we haven't done we haven't talked about the CGI movies we haven't talked about zero six five five revelations either of the revelations games outbreak (laughs) two we only just got around to outbreak one like that's just the games and the movies there's so much more that we could do so don't worry, we're not like light on content to come. Um, Steve, five years of first aid spray. You've been on basically every single thing we've put out. <laughs> I'm so sorry for putting you through all of that. <laughs> no, it's fun. I-, I love it. I get to rock up and be a complete pain in the ass. It's, it's all good. Uh, because sometimes I come across like I know what I'm talking about. And other times I'm Steve. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, for me, uh, it's like there are many, many little mini projects we've done throughout First Day Space. Some have, some have taken off, some not so much. But I, I, I love when we dabble and do those kind of things. Mm. Uh, and over these past five years, I think I wasn't actually involved in the beginning with um, Nerd Masons and stuff, pretty much. Still love that. I love the fact that we managed to take a book that was only available in Japan and turn it into an audio drama. I'm sorry, I'm going to toot our own horn a bit. It didn't get enough views, it pisses me off. <laughs> okay? Go go listen to Biohazard at the beginning. Um, you know, that kind of thing. And then you've got like, a moment of relief. You've got Itchy Painty pretty much running streams, doing all the like, fine details on how to paint all the miniatures in the board game with Burger. Uh, you know, Memory Card Lane! Which was a pet project between me, Sherwin, and Jordan. Fun stuff. I I love doing that, especially when it's all Resident Evil related. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing because normally group projects, I've been a, a part of a few group projects over my lifetime, and some haven't worked out, and First Aid Spray is definitely you know one of those that is, at least for the moment. You know We might all fall out in five minutes. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> that would be it would be a disastrous end. It's like yeah, five more years anyway. I hate everyone. <laughs> 
you said what <laughs> about that one item in RE1? <laughs> Scowling words. No, no. <laughs> no but, but my point is, it's it's been fun the entire time. Like there has not been a point where oh, I've got to do first day spread today. Oh, I'm not bothered. Yeah, you know, never lacking enthusiasm. Mm. And the fact that I, 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 I we're doing this with other people who also share that enthusiasm is great. Mm. Uh, yeah. I would have passed the pulpit over before no, no. I I, I didn't know what this show was necessarily going to be when it started, and especially because, as I say, like, most of these people didn't know each other at all when it started. It's like, this could be an abject disaster. But I, we get to the point where we all all hang out in person, and I feel like we all know each other pretty well, and we can kind of, like, know, we know each other's strengths and weaknesses and what needs to be navigated in certain ways to make everyone comfortable. Um, like, that part's really cool. And I did want to echo, you know, some of the stuff that you said about, you know, resonating with the beginning. That was a really fun thing to do. During the pandemic, obviously, we started in 2018, just right at the end of 2018. So we were only a year and a bit into the show, really before oh no everything changes and lots of us had way more free time which is why we've got too many shows on our docket because <laughs> i was just like yeah let's make loads of stuff and then i just haven't been able to tone it back uh, <laughs> but that's you know that kind of was born out of that time that we had available to create stuff like that and to and that's when the streaming began and i'm really happy one small thing which sadly no longer exists because you know, Twitch deletes its streams after two weeks and I never bothered to save them all, but streaming through all of Resident Evil 2, the ball game, because um, I had so much free time and did that, that was fun, and I'd like to do that with the other games. It's just difficult to find the time now that life is back to normal. Um, and, yeah, I think it's a shame about some of the... You know, we don't really care too much about view stuff, obviously, for the amount of work that we put in. It would be nice to get more views, obviously, um, but we just I think the important thing is that we just still have fun doing it clearly and it is nice to see the response that we do get it's a shame about memory card lane I don't think people realize just how much time was put into trying to craft that show the amount of sort of behind the scenes meetings we had about crafting it and also when we kind of decided to we I don't think we've ever officially acknowledged that obviously it's on indefinite hiatus now because people weren't responding to it and there's not much mm-hmm. point of us putting effort into something that people weren't responding to at all that's just the way it goes sometimes and you know when you identify that and have to take a step away that's just part of the process of creating it and yeah i just couldn't ask for a better group of people to have those meetings and conversations with and to we all goof off but we can also have the sort of business meetings and we we take it quite professionally behind the scenes and stuff like that absolutely um so shout out to everybody and also yeah itchy painty we don't talk about it enough we talk about it on social media, but it doesn't really come up on our regular shows. But the fact that Burger kind of like has carried that for so long, um, pretty damn regularly, is really, mm-hmm. really impressive uh, impressive and commemorative and commendable and all that. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, Kelsey, I'm going to throw to you because I'm now rambling. Any thoughts <laughs> on five years of first day spray? So in my life, like outside of, you know, through this screen and through this microphone, like, I'm the biggest Resident Evil fan that I know personally. So I don't really have anybody in my life that I can create and discuss and and just kind of shoot the about Resident Evil in my real life than I that I can with everybody at First Aid Spray and mm. the wider community. So for me to to kind of come on board and be more involved with the show like I was, because obviously I wasn't there at the day one, but I came on board later. It was, 
I was always so happy to have the opportunity to do the shows that we do. You know, the, just the review shows alone, like, as much as I love them, they're also some of the hardest stuff we do because we approach things a little bit differently to some people. And I think that, yeah, I think some it may or may not shine through, but I think the thought that goes into our reviews and the structure of the shows you know this is very chilled us just having a conversation this is not like our review shows you know and certainly for me I take it very seriously you know I think about what I'm gonna say and I think about and I'm listening to people and taking from it and learning and just so those review shows yeah they mean a lot to me and when we I mean it's so weird as well because this thing like Resident Evil that's been in my life as I say I'm the biggest Resident Evil fan that I know in my life and then I look at something like Resident Evil 2 which was there for me forever and then last year when did we do it when did we do the review the start of this year for resident evil 2 when we did that episode like i was um so that that was i was like i was so drugged up on like four different like pieces of medication after having oh. my tooth out <laughs> yeah had, oh, like, two, yeah yeah, it was, yeah yeah not 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 other kinds of drugs i wasn't taking any lsd or anything like that but um <laughs> yeah. out of the podcast if it was i i was in really rough shape and there was no way i was gonna miss that episode yeah. and i've listened back to it like a couple of times and it's like it's kind of a little bit emotional listening to it because it's this thing that's been there in my entire life and i, I have never ever been able to discuss it in that kind of fashion for like more than five minutes right so that episode (laughs) just means so much to me and i absolutely love that and then but the same i love it when i get to talk about anything i love Mm. at length because i don't get to do it in real life so first aid spray that's what it is for me it's me getting able to really get into the weeds of the things that i love with people that i like and like i say learn and just kind of yeah, it's really difficult to put into words and mm. it is fun as well. And then I think of things like now that's what I call survival horror, which again, I really, yes. really love doing. The music show is so, so good. And yeah, and getting to meet everybody in person last year, it's so frustrating that, you know, distance and finances like stop us from doing this more often because again, you just take from experiences like that stuff that you cannot take you know as much as i enjoy doing these video calls and podcasts it's always better in person and yeah so you know it, hopefully we get to do that again soon yeah. because it's awesome and everybody on the show is awesome we each you put it really well Sai. everybody brings something to the show that i think is quite unique and i'm always striving to be the best person as part of first aid spray that i could be as cheesy as that sounds because we do take it seriously and i think we take it seriously more seriously than maybe some other people take their own shows and maybe to our own detriment. Mm. I don't know. It's so difficult to understand. Sure. But yeah, the show means a lot to me. Everything we do means a lot to me. Everyone puts in so much work. And yeah, we've just, like say, five years. But there's so much more to talk about and there's going to be so much more to come. It's it's absolutely crazy. And yeah, just I'm very thankful that I'm a part of the team. Um, I have no kind of... Um, I suppose I have no. I, I love I, I love all the other shows and everything that's out there, and I will listen to people talk about the stuff that I love forever. Like it doesn't matter. It's not like oh, I know how Resident Evil One works, but I always want to know what someone else thinks yeah, about it. You know, I, I will hear that forever and ever. So, and that's what I get out of First Aid Spray. It's like, all right, I might have played this game twenty times, but I want to know what you think about it, and let's <laughs> talk about it. And we get to do that here in a really 
you know, in-depth way that I just do not do in my normal daily life. Yeah. So yeah, it, I, that's what I get from it. I wish I had like counted all the hours of content that we've put out at this point. Because oh God. When you talk about, you know, I've never had, or not really had the experience to talk about a subject for more than five minutes in my real life. And then I come on first day spray and we do Free regular two, two hours episodes. and then yeah. yeah with a review show it can be like four hours long and yeah. split into several parts which and i go and i'm sure i've said this before but to go back to saying about we didn't know what first day spray was when we talked about it we had a little meeting beforehand about sort of kicking around some ideas oh yeah we'll do this thing at the end i was like we'll do this thing at the end of the show called bite-sized discussion where we'll answer like a question that died after one season because it was just kind of pointless um but some <laughs> of the other notes that were on there were first aid spray is a working title we'll figure something out and the other one of course is that we talked about podcast length and that we were comfortable and what we thought best would resonate with people and we were like yeah like an hour hour and a half you know <laughs> Phoebe, you know <laughs> so about an hour is a good sweet spot <laughs> was like, we ever done an hour long show <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, all of like, them <laughs> I think um, just like to touch again to just kind of touch on like the RE2 thing, I, I've, I know I said in my summary, it's not possible for me to do a podcast and feel like I've fully said expressed enough. my feelings yeah. of a game like that, but at least we get to do it. And I think you've got to spend time. I mean, I, that's what I like, is it, whether people like listening to three-hour shows, you know, fine, but I like hearing stuff at length because in a world of social media, clickbait opinions and stuff, I just have no interest. It's, I rarely, very rarely tweet opinions these days because it's kind of pointless and this is why I love the show because we actually get to to talk about it, it, you know, and really no, get don't. into it. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <It's nice thing. laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, uh, and I think that, generally speaking, um, you know, basically the way I look at it is we've not really had any complaints about the long shows, so we're just mm. going to carry on doing them. If yeah. people don't listen to them, then that's fine. That's, yeah. uh, that's what we said about memory card lane and that kind of thing. The if pause people... function's there for a reason. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I, I hope that what you were saying about, you know, it's when you're on the show or whether you're not on the, when you're on the show or not you it's like to be able to engage and almost feel like you're part of that conversation and i've heard that from people and that's obviously really nice you know it's like i don't have anyone to talk about in resident evil in my day-to-day -day life my friends are not interested or whatever so listen to the podcast is like hanging out with a group of friends which is obviously yeah. that's such a great compliment for us and that's sort of i feel like we found our niche a little bit we don't drag in Steve, you said, say Dragon, that sounds harsh, about the voice actors and stuff. We don't go out of our way to get the voice actors in. We're like, we're happy if they were, to, you know, to talk to us if or we've got a good out. rapport, it could yeah, happen. Yeah. I'm not saying that it wouldn't ever happen. But we've not gone out of our way. That's what other people and other channels have done. So, you know, what could we possibly add to that and that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And as you say, Steve, some of them have got their own brands and channels to do their own thing anyway. So it's like, what can we, yeah. what can we really do? So I feel like we've sort of cultivated our own space there. And what you're saying about you know uh it being sort of an emotional thing to get a little bit soft about it before we move on a little bit i have received some of the most unforgettable messages from people because of first day spray because of this stupid resident evil podcast that we started where we were because we were excited about remake 2 i have received some incredibly touching messages from people about the impact that it's had on their life and this is just a stupid it's just a stupid podcast but the fact that I've had people come and say, you know, this was really important to me when I was, you know, feeling low or I was in hospital and it got me through some really long days and stuff like that. It's like, 
okay, cool. So I'm just going to keep doing it then. Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, but I mean, that that is the feel, yeah. you know. Going on that off that note, like the, the COVID pandemic hit a lot of us very hard, mm. right? Like uh, I was one of these unfortunate souls who was still working, mm-hmm. and this this community, this podcast community on the Discord itself, yeah. right, pretty much got me through that mm-hmm. because we were like literally playing the often maligned. And noticed that no one said anything bad about Resident Evil Resistance. Yes, <laughs> like, you know, Good times. Uh, sh- shout out to the squad for the entirety of that. And, and I know a lot of them are still active on the server. Like we we still hang out, we still chat. Uh, one one of uh, the the two carrots, the other carrot, if you will, uh, <laughs> Luigi is also part of that squad. Okay. Uh, yeah, like, f- unbelievable. Like that that, that I, I appreciate that we have helped people. I'm glad that people in this community have, te- have helped me mm-hmm. as well. I you know I ca- cannot be grateful enough for that. Those days, honestly, some of the best days of the pandemic, which is a weird thing to say. <laughs> right. Okay, uh, I get you. I also, before we move on, I just this is a sort of a side point I didn't get to mention before. Uh, I'm glad that you said now that's what I call survival horror, uh, Kelsey, because I Nit think Switch. Nit Switch, yeah, Nit Switch. <laughs> so we, oh, Steve, you're giving them all the behind the scenes secrets. <laughs> Nit Switch. Um, just post an Ipswich sign up. That's I think, awesome. generally speaking, is like the favourite show of pretty much the entire team. Like Everyone's yeah. like, that's the, my, my favourite thing that we do. I really enjoy yeah. making it or I really enjoy listening to it. Uh, it's certainly one of my favourite things that we do. Uh, absolutely. Um, okay, so we've obviously talked to... Don't want to talk about us too much because I know it's not in everybody's interest. But, it, you know, five years, so we should, <laughs> we should absolutely do it. Um, yeah. But just to sort of close it up, We'll not talk about the future of first aid spray. I don't actually have any bombshells, to be honest. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's just going to carry on being the same great show you know and love. Um, but for the future of Resident Evil, we're in a really weird space right now. So we've got a few more minutes just to say, you know, what do you think is next? Because for the first time within this five years, pr- that I can think of, we have no idea what's coming up next. Maybe with the exception of Remake 2, we weren't convinced or sure we hadn't been told there was a remake three but yeah. after then we knew you know what was coming we knew it was going to be resident evil 8 we knew about death island we knew about xyz dlc all this stuff but now we've had separate ways done capcom haven't announced anything the only production that we know about that's being worked on is resident evil infinite darkness the beginning the comic book series i think that is genuinely the only thing that's still ongoing steve what do you think is next for resident evil we're playing with a loaded gun here i don't think it's i don't (laughs) follow a remake up with a remake or is it too early for resident evil 9 are we finally going to get a side game like it could be anything yeah i i genuinely think now is the time for re9 but do I think is what do I think that's what's going to happen? No, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're going to get an RE five remake or an RE one remake, and that's going to already split the fandom up because you know I'm, I'm not completely off the idea of playing something, but remake fatigue is setting in yeah. a little. Yeah. You know, um, I would love a Revelations three. I would love a side game that's just pure nonsense and on the tin. Obvious, this is just nonsense, like the mercenaries, mm. like a actual celebratory game. Uh, but do I think that's going to happen? No, I think we're going to get a remake, uh, which is a shame in some regards because it may find to be that RE9 is the first game that its remake come out before its original title. <laughs> I want it to be something, yeah, kind of stupid or not <clears throat> stupid as so much as out the box. I don't think it's going to happen. I think 
the Capcom of the 2000s where they were just trying out every idea under the sun. That's not the same company that is today. You know, in the era where we would get outbreaks and dead aims and stuff like this. Um, mm. We're putting deadly silence on the DS, which is weird, sort of like, oh, okay, kind of stuff. I would love a weird, you know, isometric top-down resi or something just like we've never done before to break up this sort of malaise. Not not malaise, yeah. but the fatigue of, like, first-person game, third-person remake. I want something wild next, but it, I agree that what's, it's going to happen. What's that game that, like, oh, God. It's the, it's the one that um, Neptune's always swinging about. Confidential Report. Yeah. Like, where, where's our isometric, like... Get Rose Engine to do it. I want a Resident Evil. Novice, right? I want a Resident <laughs> Evil roguelike. That's something. Just <laughs> some, something really, and it doesn't have to be marketed as a big title. But there needs to be. I think you're. We're in a spot now where the next thing needs to be a small holdover for the next big thing. I don't think we can jump right into another remake right away. And I don't think Resident Evil Nine is ready, as you say. I don't think it's that time yet. Maybe it's the classic collection. If any time, if it's if it's any time is the time. The time is now, but. Yeah. yeah. Watch you say that again in five more years. <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, Kelsey, what do you think is next for Resident Evil? It's so difficult. Like, video games, the video game industry is a very strange place. I feel like Capcom have maybe they just lined up productions at just the right time, and that's how they've managed to kind of swing through these last few years. Mm. And. They haven't had to worry about trends or, you know, and what's happening in the industry. You know, they they looked at REverse. And that was you look at REverse, and it's like maybe that was going to be their live service thing, and it just died on its ass. And yeah, video game industry is in a weird place. What do Capcom do? I hope they continue to play to their strengths. I think. What do I think is next? I honestly don't even know, and I'm not even sure they know i yeah. mean like i say it's it, that they were i think they had a production pipeline which they've completed and they've maybe had some surprise feedback along the way um i do think remakes will continue to come i don't i'm not sure remake is next i th i feel i feel like i feel like another game will be next i feel like yeah a remake after a remake i don't even know if capcom are that bold or sort I mean, of brazen um they did it for two and three but then again they were almost made in tandem i'm led to believe yeah no that is true that is true fair point um, fair point yeah. but i think you do that again you especially because that was only this it, obviously it's the third but the second remake is part of the re engine thing at this yes. point as yeah. you said the fatigue is set in and not only are you You've done the impossible by remaking Resident Evil 4 successfully. Yeah. yeah, the games that you follow up with are either five, which is very divisive about whether people want a remake of it or not, or whether or not it's yeah. going to happen. And or one, one. <laughs> which has already been remade. So, yeah. again, very divisive. So they're potentially playing with fire. I think this is going to happen. And it will, yeah, and I think it will be warmly received. But if you shove one out really fast, people are going to be yeah. like, hang on a minute, can we do something else for a little while? Yeah, mm. I uh, yeah I think the re the one remake will eventually come. I've spoken sure. about that before, but um, I I would really like, and I've said it before, um, you know, there's a Devil May Cry animated series on the way. Give us our Resident Evil animated series. Oh it's my just God, like, yes. where is it? 
It's yep. the only one that's not been done. Um, of course, classic collection as well. I'd love that. I mean, again, there's a million reasons maybe why that hasn't come around. Maybe it's not feasible with just the technology and blowing that up to 4K is just not going to work or they don't want to put the work in. I don't know. But yeah, if you think about outside of games, yeah, I'll take the animated series tomorrow. Um, there is apparently a new movie rumoured to be in the works as well. Yeah, Who knows sure. what's going to be there? So it's definitely not the end of Resident Evil. There's... <laughs> You know, Too and, much money in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, what is a new stage? Yeah, no. Cap Capcom <laughs> are good at surprises, I think, mm. and uh, I think we'll have a surprise probably sooner rather than later, and then we'll just be yeah, there'll be more Resident Evil as always to talk about. Um, yeah, they've got yeah. their pr their production's been really good over the past few years, and they may surprise us yet. And RE9 might be half finished for all we know, but um, yeah. Maybe. So I'm very excited. Like I say, my, I feel like my fandom for the game, for the franchise, is bigger than it's ever been. I feel like the franchise itself is bigger than it's ever been, and yeah, there's just going to be so much to talk about. And yeah, I'm very excited for it. Indeed, I I don't know if the new game is going to get announced. Maybe until sort of summer next year. That would be my prediction. But uh, obviously, no game awards. So like that's this December. Uh, I that, se thought. that seems too soon for me. But I mm. could be wrong. Yeah, maybe RE9 is much closer than we think. I mean, by come 2024, it'll be three years since Village. So I don't oh, know. Yeah, maybe God. it's time to yeah right start <laughs> building that hype cycle. But. Either way, whatever it is, of course, on the <laughs> overplanned spreadsheet I've got on the Google Drive for first aid spray, <laughs> there is a slot for next season that just says new game in italics because there is some kind of assumption that we're going to have something. And if we don't, we'll just fill it in with, as I said, one of the many other things that we haven't talked about yet on first aid spray. Yeah. Fear not, there we have plenty of stuff to, to tide us over until it's time for us to start talking about the new Resident Evil release. But yeah, just to close it up, thank you everyone for checking out this episode of A Moment of Relief and checking out First Aid Spray over the last five years, whether you're new to the show or you've been here since the beginning, we appreciate you no matter what. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you, Steve, for joining me. Thank you, me. <laughs> Thank you, Kelsey, for joining me. Thank you, Sai. You said earlier you couldn't uh, ask for a better group of people. We couldn't ask for a better host and person in charge. You yes. talk about spreadsheet. Like, people don't know. That's not a joke. Like, <laughs> no, it's organised. It's like one spreadsheet and then everything else that goes into our chats and stuff that we have behind the scenes. So, yeah, big shout out and big love to you. So, five five more years. Five more years. <laughs> I have an organisation problem, okay? <laughs> we can Achilles heel side, though. They, they do occasionally get uh, their Tuesdays and Wednesdays mixed up. <laughs> true. Just saying, just saying, true. they are easily the most organised. But then you, they'll, they'll, they'll think of Tuesday to Wednesday, and we'll all go. We can forgive that. Sure that's not a day on the, the yeah, That's not a day <laughs> on the calendar. Like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Thank you for again checking out a moment of relief. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't, and of course, have a good week. Hey. Yay.